0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. So as Michael said today, and as you can see by the color red that we and others, a bunch of us are wearing, today is the Feast of Pentecost, and it's this day where the spirit that rested on the Old Testament prophets, that rested on Jesus, um, is poured out onto the whole church and I don't know about you, but the churches that I grew up in um, when I was a young person, we talked a lot about the Father and a lot about Jesus, but we didn't really talk about the Holy Spirit all that much. And in, um, I remember early when I was a kid, we would call the Holy Spirit the Holy Ghost, so it was also a little spooky too. <laughs> and so it was, the Spirit was always this sort of mysterious person of the Trinity. Um, but as I've grown older, and particularly in my adult years, um, the Holy Spirit um, has become someone very precious um, to me and precious to um, my, my own walk with God. So, years ago, um, when I was uh, serving at my former parish, um, I had to preach on a particular Sunday. So, we would preach in the mornings and in the evenings. And the morning service, people tended to be pretty um, attentive. So you, know, they were kinda, you could tell they were really listening, they're really with you. If I crack a joke, they always laugh. Just like the, like, a, like a, a good sort of um, responsive crowd. In um, the evening service, not as much. And so some of it was because a number <laughs> of the folks who came to the evening service didn't, haven't, hadn't slept for multiple days because they were living on the streets. You know, they had endured just incredible trauma, um, were struggling with mental illnesses and addictions. And so very understandable. It was a very normal um, experience for me while I was preaching to hear loud snores from different parts of the sanctuary. And it's you know, not great for my ego, but I'm like, I understand. If I hadn't slept all night, I would be sleeping too. And so I had preached in the morning service, and I was, I was telling a joke, and everybody laughed in the morning service. And as I was sitting there in the evening service in that song that we sing right before the gospel, I started feeling really insecure about this joke that I was gonna tell in my sermon and thinking like, what if nobody laughs? And starting to feel really insecure about that. So as I'm sitting there, I'm like, Christine, this is ridiculous. Like you're here to bring good news and you're worried about whether people are gonna laugh at your joke or not? And then I started kind of berating myself, and a little bit going on this like, just downward spiral about what a terrible priest I am, and just just the whole <laughs> nine yards. So while I'm sitting there, I finally am just like, God, just, just help me, just help me right now. And while the song is going on, um, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, so this, this has only happened a handful of times in my entire life, where I saw a vision and it wasn't like I could see it with my physical eyes, but it it's almost like in my mind's eye, my sort of intuition. I could I could see it in my mind and in my imagination. And what it was is it was the spirit moving over the altar. So I'm I'm sitting in the front row and I'm looking at the altar. And while we're singing the song, the spirit is is moving, and I can see it. And it, it kind of surprises me. And this is what the spirit was doing. Hold on, I have to move my my. Um, this is what the spirit was doing. The spirit was going like this. <laughs> and, did you get that?
1: <laughs>
0: and it it so surprised me. I, for one, I just bust out laughing. Like I just bust out laughing. And then it, it kind of occurred to me, so, I knew that that was the Spirit, I knew that was God, because never in a million years would I have ever imagined the Spirit doing that. And what occurred to me is, you know, in the the scriptures, um, the Holy Spirit is called the paraclete, the comforter, the friend. And it struck me, as I reflected on it later, like, that's what a friend does, right? Like, a friend knows you. A friend knows um, how to lift your spirits. And in that moment, the spirit saw my downward spiral in the middle of that moment and, was, and made me laugh. And suddenly made me realize, one, how ridiculous I was being. Um, but then, two, like lifted that insecurity and that anxiety off of me and helped me become more free in that moment. So the Apostle Paul talks about how um, he says in in 2 Corinthians, now the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is? Yes, liberty, freedom. And in, in other words, it is the nature of the Holy Spirit to bring freedom to bring freedom to us individually, to bring freedom to us as communities, to bring freedom to our world in all the ways that we are bound individually and systemically. And so you know that when the spirit is present, the spirit's main thing is where is their bondage? You know, where is their brokenness? How can I bring freedom to that moment? And in that moment, the spirit saw, Christine is going on a downward spiral and she's not free to preach good news. And so let me give her freedom in the way that I know she's going to be able to receive it. And I was able to in that moment. And it's freedom not in that sort of very Western individualistic American way where it's all about my rights. But it's always with the spirit. How, how, do, how can we make these people more free to love, you know, to love their neighbor, to love this world? The second story I thought of um, in regards to the spirit and how the spirit has become very precious to me in recent years. Um, Ian, when he preached a few months ago, actually made reference to this story that I've shared before, but I want to share with um, those of you who may not have heard it. This is another day. I'm I'm heading to church and um, I'm so late to this meeting. And I remember I was on the BX-19 bus going across 145th Street in Harlem and like the bus is so slow and it's taking forever, and I finally get to my stop over by the one train, and there's this older woman who's standing in front of me, and she's taking forever to get off the bus, and I'm like, you know, like, you know just so antsy, and um, and she finally gets off the bus, and you know when it's like, she's finally on the street, and I'm trying to like, get around her, and I, for whatever reason, I couldn't get around her easily, and I was just so frustrated, and so, Anyways, as I finally shot around her, suddenly these two words popped into my head and those words were sun, like S-O-N, and sorrow. And it was one of those things where um, it kind of stopped me in my tracks, you know, sun and sorrow. And and I didn't do anything, I just, uh, because I was late. And so um, I felt it, and then I, I kept running to the one train. And when I finally got to church and I had a chance to kind of stop and reflect on what had just happened, you know, I just suddenly, I, I felt so regretful because that was also a season where I was asking God, like I was saying to God, like, I, I really want to hear your voice. You know, I really want to attune my ear to what your spirit is doing. And I, um, and so, you know, just speak to me. So that was, my, that was what I said I wanted. And yet here was this moment where I just kind of brushed it away because so I was like, that's probably, I don't know what that was, but uh, it's probably nothing. And just sort of you know, swept it under the rug. And suddenly I, I felt like the spirit was saying, you know, Christine, that was me speaking to you. And um, I remember in that moment feeling, getting a little choked up you know, as, I, as I thought about that. I think one regret for, for, for the woman and that maybe there was something that, um, that she needed to hear about sun and sorrow, and, and then regret for myself that I'd missed this opportunity to respond to God. So fast forward about a week, and I'm on that same BX19 bus, and I get off onto the sidewalk, and ahead of me is that woman. And I could, it was unmistakable, because I saw it was the same form, same shape, and I saw her, and I just said, I'm not gonna let this opportunity pass me by again. So I stopped her, and I was like, this is a little awkward, <laughs> but um, when I saw you, uh, two words came to my mind, um, sun and sorrow, and I'm wondering if, if that means anything to you. And she immediately just started crying, and she said, that she had lost her son 13 years ago um, to it was a number of things, heart failure. No, she had, he had a number of things that he had been struggling with for many years. And she'd been carrying this grief with her over these 13 years. He was her only son. And on that moment, on 145th Street in Harlem, I had an opportunity to pray for this woman. And I just thought to myself, you know, how amazing is, is the Spirit of God? That 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 God would, God saw this woman, saw that she was carrying that sorrow in her heart and wanted to minister to her, you know, wanted her to know that God saw her, that God saw her grief and wanted to comfort her. And saw me, you know, asking God, God, I wanna hear your voice more and I wanna respond to you more. And weaving our stories together in this moment and it just struck me how, you know, how Paul says that, like, the Spirit, like, we don't often know what we, what we should pray for, but the Spirit intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. You know, the Spirit is always interceding for us and then welcomes us into this intercession, this prayer, in a way that connects us and it creates stronger bonds between us. That's another thing that the Spirit does. And when I think about just like these two stories. You know, what happens when you take that sort of that friendship, you know, the the paraclete in the Greek, the one who comes alongside us, you know, in that moment, and, and freedom. And you think about intercession and the way that the spirit intercedes for us and invites us to intercede for each other. What happens when you take that from my little life and up to a corporate level, to a community level? What you have is, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor. You know, freeing me in that moment to be able to speak good news instead of being so focused on myself. To preach good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to pray for this woman who had been grieving, her heart was broken to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. In that moment, so that's from Isaiah sixty-one and also Luke 4, that's like Jesus's mission statement when he comes. And what happens is when you take it to a community level, you realize the spirit is not interested in lone individuals. Like the spirit is not interested in lone rangers. The spirit is interested in creating this new community. You know, like I I think it was in the the Acts passage where he was quoting the prophet Joel, who said, I'm gonna pour my spirit out on all flesh. You know, your young men are gonna dream dreams and your slaves are gonna, you know, see visions. And just every single person, not a single person is gonna be left out of this movement of the spirit. It's the whole gospel for the whole world through whole people. My sister um, Grace, that's the the tagline of my sister Grace's missions agency where she just became the head The whole gospel, so not just you die and you go to heaven, but the whole gospel shalom healing salvation for the world peace and justice and Reconciliation the whole gospel that comes through Jesus for the whole world Nobody is left out. There's no us in them, but the whole world through whole persons, the healing that comes through that whole gospel through Christ, you know, brings that healing into our lives so that we can then go forth into the world and bring that healing and that wholeness to those broken places. Um, Recently, I've been thinking about the connection between the word wholeness and holiness. And whenever we talked about holiness in my church growing up, it was always like, like spiritual perfection, you know, like are you doing everything correctly? Are you reading your Bible? Are you not sinning? You know, all of that, that way of thinking, of like feeling like somebody's gonna like judge me or condemn me if I do something wrong. That's somehow in my mind what I thought holiness was, a like total purity. That I remember reading recently where, there were, where the author was talking about the connection between holiness and wholeness, you know, what it means to be whole. They share the same etymological root which shares the same etymological root with the word health. You know, what does it mean to be healthy and flourishing? And that's really what the heart of holiness is. It's about being whole. It's not about being perfect, but it's how do I bring my whole self and open myself up to the Spirit of God, allowing the Spirit of God to bring that freedom into my life, that healing into my life, so that then I can become an agent of God's wholeness in the world. Jesus said to his disciples, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And the way that I read that is, it starts with me. You know, like I can have my visions out there in Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. But if it doesn't start in Jerusalem, if it doesn't start here, it's never going to get out there. And that's why on this Pentecost day, you know, it's just one day, but the Spirit is always with us. You know, the Spirit's always here, but sometimes we need the reminders about that on these specific days. So this morning, um, as we celebrate Pentecost, you know, what is, maybe maybe there's a few things that I'm just going to invite you to think about. And that's, you know, where do you personally need the friendship of God? You know, where do you need to experience the paraclete coming alongside you and and helping you, kind of like me in that moment? Um, Where in your life are you feeling like you're not free? You know, you're not free to love um, the way that you long to love, Um, maybe even to love yourself for that matter. You know, where do you need that freedom in your life? Um, You know, where maybe is God calling you to, to intercede when it, whether it's for a person or for a community or for a place um, where your heart is grieving and you're saying, um, God, I wanna join you in what you are doing in the world. And help me to join you, pray with, not only pray, but be the answer to that prayer. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like our, our world is just so broken right now. Uh, someone texted me um, this past week and said, it's feeling increasing, increasingly impossible to just be a human being, you to just be human. And we feel that on such a deep level. And yet, for the, those of us um, who believe in the good news, you know, who believe that this, that the God of the universe loves this world and hasn't given up on it, and sent His only Son to be that expression of the good news and binding of the brokenhearted and bringing freedom to the captives has now poured God's Spirit on us to be that for the world, and it begins with us. So I'm just going to invite you to bow your heads, and let's just have a few moments to invite the Holy Spirit to come. Where do you need God's friendship? today where do you need the freedom that comes because of Christ today you know how is God calling you to be an intercessor someone who stands in the gap uh, between God's wholeness and the brokenness of our Come, Holy Spirit. We need that fresh wind of your Spirit. God, we need it for ourselves. We need it for those that we love. We need it for our world. And God, I confess to you that I have definitely been feeling really weak these days and tired. the one who fills and breathes life into dead bones you're the one who, who pours out your spirit so that there's that flame that fire that warms and heals and invites in that burns up all that is not of you with your holy love so that we can truly flourish that we can truly live and so come holy spirit Fill us with all
1: that you are,
0: fill us with your joy and your peace and your courage and your boldness, that we can preach good news to the poor and bind up the brokenhearted and proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners.